and welcome to another episode of The Trendy Scoop. I am your host Claudia Savage and I am so so excited for today's episode. We are going to be talking to all three members of the amazing TikTok band The Hara. They've made an absolute killer on TikTok recently so we're going to be chatting to them about everything that's new and everything that's coming up. And we will also be chatting to Emma Watton and Neve Bell who are going to have their usual recommendations of the week. And we also have a bit of chat about the Golden Globe nominations that have been receiving mixed reviews. So to hear what those girls think of it, make sure to stay tuned for the rest of the episode. And very excited for what we have on this week's Trendy Scoop. So we are back, 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 back again with our series regulars and favourites, Emma Walton and Neve Bell. And we're going to be chatting about what is new in TV and film this week. And we're also going to have a bit of a discussion about the Golden Globes because they were quite the controversial nominations, it seemed, this year. Oh, the Golden Globes always cause some controversy along with the Grammys, but I'm here for it and I'm ready to delve into the tea. Definitely. So we'll have a bit of chat about that later. But for now, we'll talk about uh, your girls' weekly recommendations to keep everyone entertained during this uh, ever-continuing lockdown. So, Nay, what is your first recommendation for this week? So my first recommendation this week is going to be Netflix's newest series. It's called Firefly Lane. And if you haven't seen it, it's only popped up on my Netflix recommended in the past week or so. So I think it's going to be steadily growing in popularity. So if you want to get ahead of the curve, I would definitely recommend starting it now. It is starring Catherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk, a.k.a. Izzy from Grey's Anatomy and Elliot from Scrubs. So it's kind of the marriage of two great medical drama icons, I would say, come together in the new 2021 The Remix. But basically, it's about, it follows the story of these two best friends, and they grow up together in the 70s on this street, Firefly Lane. And then throughout the show, it kind of does flash forwards to their friendship in their early 20s, and then their friendship in present day. I think they're like 40 in the like most forward flash flashback thing. But basically, it just kind of charts their friendship, their relationship, the highs and the lows, and the way that you would kind of expect from a relationship drama but in there it's showing the relationship between them and their friendship so it's definitely a great show if you just if you like getting like kind of invested in the characters I would definitely recommend it I'm about halfway through the series now and I've already cried twice I feel like I'm so involved in these people's lives um so if you're if you're into that definitely would recommend and if even if you're just into a bit of like the 70s costume design that's impeccable the characters impeccable the acting incredible all of the above so, yeah, they are currently, it's the first season. There's 10 episodes up on Netflix. They're all up. You can binge watch them. So, we definitely recommend that this week. Lovely. And that does that does look like it's going to be the next big show. I feel like, especially like now, like Netflix shows, there'll be one big show that for a period of time, everyone is watching. Like, I feel like everyone has watched Bridgerton now. So, I definitely think Fairplay Lane is going to be the next big thing. So, that's an easy recommendation. So, look for Fairplay Lane on Netflix. So, Emma, what do you have for us this week? Okay, so my first one is Death in Paradise. And it's a BBC show and it's been around for a really long time. But they've got, they changed the detective. It's kind of like Doctor Who, but it's not sci-fi. But they changed the detective like every few seasons. So um, there's a new detective and um, basically every episode follows the same format. And you think you would get sick of it, but you honestly don't. So it's set on an island in the Caribbean and every episode there is a murder 
and the detectives have to solve it. Um, and there's always a bit of a twist. And then they bring everyone together at the end and they reveal who the murderer is. But it's very entertaining. Um, it's really funny. Like, it's not a very serious, like, crime drama. It's very funny. Good crack. It's set in a lo- the lovely Caribbean. So, you know, we can't travel, but you can, your mind can be in Guadalupe or wherever. I think the island is. Mexican history with a bit of holiday escapism. Exactly. And that's, that's the content we need in 2021. So I I love it. The new detective is actually really good. Um, and then there's been a few characters come back. So if you want to go and binge watch all the previous seasons, they're all on BBC Player, I'm pretty sure. So you can go back and watch all the seasons, all different detectives. Um, what's the name of your guy in Father Ted? Not Father Ted. Ardo O'Hanlon. Yes, him. He Ardo played the detective. He played detective in the last couple seasons. So if you want to see him act as something other than a priest, then go check that out. So that's Death in Paradise is on BBC iPlayer, but the new season's out. Um, and I just feel like not enough people watch it. Um, and it's it's so, it is like kind of cliched, but it is great. So I would definitely, I need more people to get the bandwagon. Death in Paradise bandwagon. Definitely, that's another one. So Death but that's a common thing with your recommendations, Anna, is you always want to get people to watch shows and like, talk to you about them. And But I say this, and no one ever signs in my DMs like, just to talk about these things. We need to get so. more people in Emma's Twitter DMs talking about her <laughs> favourite shows. So watch Death in Paradise and follow at Walton Cookie on Twitter and talk to her about it. Please and thank you. So, yes, and it's moved, it's moved to the big Friday night slot, so get get tweet with me on Fridays for Death of Friday night slot Emma Walton will be live tweeting Death of Fridays <laughs> and we'll go back to Neve and see what is her second recommendation for this week Neve what else do you have so this is another show where I'm not sure if that many people watch it so Emma you're going to have to get into this one with me but basically there's a new season of this show Interior Design Masters on the BBC okay it's the second season. I haven't even watched season one. I was dragged by my housemates to watch the first episode of season two. But don't worry, it's not one of the things. I'm sure you'll be able to catch up if you haven't seen season one. Basically, this show is the Great British Bake Off of interior design. And I know that sounds maybe a wee bit geeky, but like I am one who loves a bit of oak furniture, maybe a wooden beam, you know, open plan, open plan kitchens, all of the above, right? I'm a nerd for all of those things. So this show is perfect if you are equally interested. Um, Basically, it's a similar sort of setup where it's like there's 10 different contestants and every week they have to produce a new design challenge uh, that is then judged by two interior design professionals. So the first episode was just up and they basically had to design a room each on a show home that's going to be sold. So that's what they were designing the rooms for. And then apparently every week it's a different thing. So, you know, they could be designing a hotel room. They could be designing, you know, a mansion. It could be anything. So we'll have to stay tuned to see what they're going to be designing next. Uh, but it's a really good show. It's hosted by Alan Carr. So if you're a fan of Alan Carr as well, I would recommend. I would recommend. I know he's brilliant, honestly, because I feel like he really doesn't know anything about design. So if you are a bit of a layman in that sense, like he really makes sense of things for you. Mm-hmm. which is great and obviously he always brings the crack like you know like he does in every show 
But there should be there's a new episode every Tuesday at eight on BBC, and you can catch it on BBC iPlayer as well. I think there's going to be uh, new episodes out every week. That is sounds great. So that's Interior Design Masters, and where is that out again? It's on BBC. It's on BBC, and I I love shows like that too because there a lot of those shows like Bake Off and all. Like I'm I'm not a baker, but when you watch like shows like that and you get really into it, it gives you such an unnecessary amount of knowledge about this area that you actually don't know anything about. That's the thing. I'm truly inspired now to redecorate my entire student house. I don't care how ugly it was before. I feel like I have the means now to make it into something special. Yeah, all the all these post-corona house party at Neve's house, and it's gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be like the showroom on the inside. I'm I'm like, like, it's gonna be like an IKEA walkthrough. That's what it's gonna be like. I was gonna say like your post-COVID uh, party is gonna be like Great Gatsby ball scene, and it'll just be your student house. I picture it. I can see it. That's the goal. Definitely. So Nave is going to be uh, forging a new career for herself from watching Serious <laughs> Nine Masters and BBC. And Eva, what is your other recommendation for this week? Okay, so I wanted to segue into this genre of television for the longest time, but I haven't been quite sure how to do it. But it's been on morning talk show here. So this is the perfect time for me to get into it. So you may have heard of the Nolan Sisters and their hit song, I'm in the Mood for Dancing. And it recently entered the charts in Korea because a Korean artist remade, did a cover of the song for a K-drama called True Beauty. Now, I am obsessed with K-dramas, um, as you may as you may know, and I absolutely would recommend this one. If you have never watched a K-drama before, this is a really good one to start with. And it's about this girl, and what you need to know about this girl is she is ugly, okay? She's so hideous, and everyone hates her, okay? <laughs> Um, I don't think about Korean dramas. Is she actually? Is the actress that plays her actually gorgeous? Yes, and she <laughs> like, there's there's nothing wrong with her. Like she has like acne and that that's it. And she and everyone's like, you are so ugly, die! Like literally. So it starts off at her in high school, and she's getting really badly bullied. And one day it just comes to a head, and she considers suicide. But then she meets this guy who's played by Chang Woo, who's in um. Band Astro, and she meets him and he saves her. Um, and then they become like unlikely friends, but because of the bullying, well, it's not even because of the bullying actually. So she ends up transferring back to a different school because she's moving back to her home she had before. So she's in a new high school, which this guy's in, but she starts wearing makeup and starts getting really good. So no one recognizes her as that ugly, ugly one from that other high school. She's just this gorgeous goddess, but she doesn't want anyone to know that she is actually ugly, that her bare face is actually hideous. Um, and then, yeah, so it's by her journey of keeping that secret. There's a love triangle. There's always a love triangle. There's kidnappings. There are, there are dramas. There is, there is, uh, what is there not? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to read. There's field trips. There's, oh, there's, just, there's just everything you could ever, ever want. And I think, that it, yeah, I think it's the perfect K-drama to start your journey and you, then you'll be obsessed. Um, you have to watch it on this um app called Rakujin, I think, but they're all free. So go watch it. It's honestly worth investing your time in. And it has a cover of I'm in the Mood for Dancing in it. So I don't know what else you want. So good good link. You took us back full circular at the end. And as I as I always do, I go on some kind of journey and I always come back. To the point. And what 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 was that show called again? 
Thanks true beauty. Telling about it. True, true beauty. True beauty because it's ironic because she's so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for her. Sounds very much like a Sandra Bullock miscongeniality kind of predicament. Like one of the most beautiful Hollywood actresses of all time. But and like because the thing is with this with the actual actress who plays this character, like she's putting makeup on to play her quote ugly self. Like do you know what I mean? Like when the when the character's wearing makeup, that's just what the actress looks like. So yeah. it is it's weird in that sense. And the Korean beauty standard, like you learn a lot about that in a lot of K dramas is next level like if you think the beauty standard here is bad like in korea there's such a stigma around it so it's it is very emotional as well and and there's there is things suicide in it and things like that so it, it does it does get serious but there's also there's also a mood for dancing so so definitely we love that so as a roundup our recommendations this week are firefly lane and interior design masters as well as Death in Paradise and True Beauty. And I think before we go, we ha- we'll have a quick check about the Golden Globe nominations because a lot of people were not happy, to say the least. Oh, yes. There was just not not impressed at all. I think Emily in Paris especially caused quite the stir with it. It got nominated for food, didn't it? It got two Golden Globes. Did any of you watch Emily in Paris? I started it and it was so boring. I'm the exact same. I think I gave up on it like halfway through the season. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I I, I didn't even get through the first episode. And I think I, Emma, if you couldn't get through it because you love like bad, quote unquote, bad TV. And even you yeah. get into Emily in Paris. Like I spot Riverdale. That's how dedicated <laughs> I am to bad television. And like Emily in Paris just didn't at all. Like it was just, there was nothing, nothing about it. I think I watched the first episode and then gave up but you know and then James Corden getting the nomination for prom like that was bizarre because that was I, I, have, I haven't seen prom to be fair but there was some people that liked it but most of the criticism of it came from James Corden's performance in prom like that was what mm-hmm. a lot of people took issue with in the show and then the Golden Globe said no we don't agree we love James Corden. <laughs> they really did. They're like, we love that straight white man. We love him. Yeah. Great. Just be so like stereotypical, like playing like so a straight man playing a gay man, and he's so over the top and flamboyant, and then he gets his go. Because I also haven't seen it, but everyone, but even from what I've heard, like Andrew Ronald's bits, like he's like a big, big Broadway star, but even he's, I think he does one number in it, and his performance is so much better. So I'm like, why did? Why James over him, like, or why James over Meryl Streep, or I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird one. And Andrew Reynolds is actually a gay actor, so it just makes sense to be, like, representing people, like, playing characters and similar to themselves, not James Corden. Literally. It's, yeah. Absolutely. And was another one that might might be a bit more, a bit more of a debate, because some people were saying that this show, I, I love the show personally. But some people said that it did deserve the hype and some people said that it, didn't, it doesn't deserve the hype. Uh, a show that has got a lot of nominations is The Crown. I still have yet to watch The Crown. But from what I, from people I've heard that have watched it, I don't think it... I think it does deserve it. But yeah, like, is it for this most recent season? Did you like it? 
I did love the most recent season, but I think the the I think the issue a lot of people have with it that it's um very sensationalized and does take a lot of uh does take a lot of liberties in its presentation of historical events. Mm. But uh, it was nominated for I think it was nominated. I did. I, I know it got loads of nominations. I got a nomination for best TV show. So it and it probably will round up because to be fair. Another thing people are saying about the Golden Globes is there's been a lot less new TV this year. No, definitely. I think with The Crown, like, I think people would have an issue with it if they made it too realistic and too close to history. And people would have an issue if it was too sensationalised. Me, like, I'm just here for good TV. So you can play up that story as much as you want. Like, Lizzie could be dancing on the table for all as I'm going concerned and I will be happy to watch it like you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt and believe that you know this isn't exactly a tell-all documentary on the royal family so I think I think it deserves it I think there was um they've obviously put a lot of work into that show and I think it comes across really well especially for people who you know don't really care about the royal family in general but like will be really into the crown I think that like says a lot about it as a tv show that people will be so invested in it Definitely. And other thing I think we may talk about that I thought was strange they do in the Golden Globes is they combine uh, musical and comedy for all all the categories. So as much as that does make me happy because it means James Corden isn't going to win for the prom. Like <laughs> the best motion picture for musical or comedy is like such a strange, it's like a really mixed bag. So there's the prom is nominated. Hamilton has been nominated, which I know we're all big Hamilton fans. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the second Borat, Borat subsequent movie film is also <laughs> category. So like, you know, those things are the same. Yeah, in like theory. it's very in, like when you're choosing a winner between Hamilton and Borat, like it's <laughs> so different that it's such a strange like combination of genres. Yeah. I would definitely pay very good money to see Sasha Baron Cohen and the Mama Miranda in a fight to the death. Oh my god, is that Miranda would be dead? He would be <laughs> dead so quick. <laughs> it is. It is weird because I think maybe they're maybe they're thinking is like usually there's like a stigma that like musical theater is kind of like gimmicky and it is kind of like comedy but it's kind of steering away from that like Hamilton does have its funny moments but it's not exactly a comedy so it's like putting it's like putting like romance and comedy together like that makes more sense than musical and comedy that I don't know but you know whatever they're gonna do they're gonna do but it doesn't make sense I know it's just strange because like what makes what makes a musical good isn't going to be the same thing that makes a comedy good so when you're putting those two things against each other but then at the same time they nominated Emily and Paris and the prom. So clearly the Golden Globes are just they're just vibing out. They're just doing what they feel like. But then even when you were saying there's been there's like less TV this year, I don't even think that's necessarily true. Like I think there was there is so much content out there and they are still releasing plenty of new stuff. Like you did get like the Bridgertons and you did get the new series of The Crown and Riverdale is back and <laughs> um <laughs> but there there has been like in all seriousness, I can't think right now of like everything that's come out but yeah it were like one division i know like a lot of us come out recently but i think and like normal people came out last year like as you say there are moments that happen where everyone watches the same thing but i think there's been consistently those moments so i still think mm-hmm. there has been a lot of tv and they're choosing to ignore some of it in favor of some more <laughs> vanilla tv 
Definitely. I think Emma Emma thinks that Riverdale was robbed of a golden of a golden globe this year. I didn't want to say it, but they've never been nominated, and I don't get it. Because Emma, you know, going to get people in your Twitter DMs is defending Riverdale. I, th- I know they're going to be like, "Do you need help? Are you okay?" And I'm going to say, "I'm fine." You need help. You need to watch Riverdale. But, but a, a, a show I saw. I was just going to say a major snub that a lot of people were talking about. This year was uh, Michaela Cole's show, I May Destroy You, which I hadn't heard of, but so many people were saying that it was, that it is absolutely amazing and that it should have been recognised. And I was, that was literally what I was trying to say. Like, I saw so many people, like, comparing it to Chamley and Paris and saying why it gets one of the biggest snubs of the Golden Globes this year. And I watched a couple of episodes and it, it, it was brilliant. Like, um, it definitely is something I've always meant to go back to, like unlike Emily and Paris. So yeah, it definitely I think I think it I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, I, I think I think we know why, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's easy yeah, to say there's been no no there hasn't been as much TV this year, but there was definitely there's definitely been good TV and, and good movies and good shows that we didn't see reflected in the nominations. Yeah. Definitely stuff better than Emily and Paris. Yeah, like yeah, like where was the kissing booth too? I don't get it. <laughs> the kissing booth too. Come to me when the kissing booth three comes out. Then we'll see if the kissing booth can start ranking in some some awards. At least we'll know that Emma will recommend yeah, it on the full... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! I already know I'm recommending next week. Let's <laughs> just a little teaser. I... If anyone ever looks at <laughs> episodes and you see an episode that's an hour and a half long, it is the week that Emma has decided to start talking about the kissing booth. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I I might need like a special on that, like where it's just just me, where I just talk about the kissing booth trilogy. Absolutely. Well, I think we have we have harked on enough today. We've all made our opinions very vocal and very clear, as we always do. So thank you so much, Emma Nate, for coming on again. Thanks, Claudia. Thank you for having us, Claudia. And I'll see you next week. See you then. See you next week. And now we have a guest who I'm so, so excited to chat to today. We'll be talking to the Hara. They're an alternative rock band comprising Josh Taylor as their frontman, Zach Breen on guitar and Jack Kennedy on the drums. They have made an absolute killing on TikTok recently, doing rock-inspired covers of popular TikTok songs. Their new song, Black Soul Ceremony, is out on Spotify right now. So we'll be chatting to them about what's new, what's coming up, and about how they got to where they are now. So I am here now with Josh, Zach and Jack from The Hara. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. No worries. It's okay. Anytime. You name it. So, firstly, how have you all been? I know lockdown has not been great for a lot of us, but how have you been coping with it? Have you been coping? Um, I've been, uh, I've been all right. I've been crying myself to sleep every night. Uh, eating loads. Uh, yeah, the time. Cool. The times. Yeah, playing Warzone. Yeah, about it. Well, that's good. We're, I've heard of worse coping mechanisms. Yeah, we're addicted to gaming now. That's okay. that is our You should start a Twitch. Get on to Twitch as well as TikTok. We should. We should. That's the next venture, I think. So we'll start off talking a bit about how did you meet and like start making music together? 
Ooh. Was, well, it, was it four years ago now? Three years? Four years. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. We kind, of, we kind of met through college. It's like a weird, a weird story because we didn't actually meet in college, but we all went to the same college. And then me and Jack went to college together, but we didn't like each other. And then I left, and then they went to college together. And then we met on Facebook, and then I met you on a Find My Band website. And then we were like, oh, we went to the same college, and then best friends now. Well, there you go. Maybe it was just always meant to be. The universe was trying to get you together. Exactly. Law of attraction, isn't it? The big power. Definitely. Well, I think a dead giveaway that you aren't from Northern Ireland, if anyone didn't know that, is your band name, because it definitely sounds better in an English accent than it does in Northern Ireland, like the horror. It's a bit, sounds a bit threatening <laughs> in your Northern Irish accent. But where did that name come from and how did you just come up with that one? So the actual name, we was having, uh, was having a few bevs, having a barbecue, and on Josh's barbecue, the name of it is uh, Sahara, for the S and the A kind of like faded away. But Josh was like, why don't we call ourselves the Hara? And then we was like, cool. And then we searched it and it means center of energy. And we thought it was pretty fitting with our kind of shows. We're pretty mad and pretty energetic. So yeah, we went for that. Oh, so like it sort of just came out of nowhere and then it did actually turn out to have some big metaphorical meaning. Yeah, it has like loads of different meanings in different languages. Um, in Maltese, it means the poo, but the naughty version of that. So it actually means we are the sh- yeah. And yeah. Uh, in uh, so it means a happiness in Spanish or something. Happiness in so it's pretty Greek. Greek. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Well, there you go. That's a good amount of Yeah, not bad. And who would you say would be your major musical influences? Uh, Gary Barlow, Susan Boyle for me. Uh, top two. Yeah, you can definitely hear Solid, them. strong. <laughs> two choices. I think we all have our different influences. Um, and collectively, you know, they kind of uh, make up what our band sound is. I'd say we've all, we've all got our kind of like personal bands that we like. But then I'd say collectively we like bands like Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. Idols, slaves. I'm listening to slaves a lot now. I'm yeah. Not in the um, mm-hmm. Who else? My brain. Um, 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 my grandson. My time. Yeah. Just really cool bands it's we cool. like. Cool. Anyone that's cool with big riffs, yeah. we'll take you. And well, then maybe speaking of the cool bands, who is like your like your <laughs> artist? Like who do you listen to that maybe you don't want to show up on the Spotify Wrapped at the end of the year? You have a playlist, especially yeah. for this. I literally have a playlist on my Spotify called Music I Really Shouldn't Like, and it's really good. Go on, what's it? Who is it? Who's that? Um, you have some one beat songs in Yeah, some One Directions, some Wham. What else is like that? All the classics, anything. A lot yeah. of boy bands, actually, really, really, <laughs> just loads of boy bands. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, definitely love that. That's one for the basic bitches. Mm. and so we should talk a bit about how how i found out about you and how maybe a lot of other people have found out about you recently which is your tiktok so why did you start decide to start making tiktoks for both your music and sort of how has that grown um we got bullied into it basically if we're being honest um he our manager was asking us to do it for ages we were like no 
it's not cool. We can't do that. We're a rock band. We can't do it. He was like, just give it a go. And um, this was over last year and in lockdown, obviously none of our gigs were happening. And we thought, you know what? We'll just give it a go, see what happens. And we did. We started in August, around August last year. Um, and then it's just gone massive. Like, we are the biggest stars on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, the companies um, are sitting at like 150,000 followers and over 2 million likes. So do you have like when you're making yeah. content, is there like a strategy or a plan, or do you sort of just do what feels right and hope people like it? Yeah, we have we have kind of a strategy with it. We I mean our whole thing for not wanting to do it at the start was because the the things we'd seen on there was like people being cringy as and dancing and stuff. We didn't want to do that. Um but then, do. then we found then we kind of found this this thing that we can do and covering them and, and doing kind of what's trending, but um we've kind of got a pick we kind of pick smartly with the trends of what what will work with what we kind of want to play or want to kind of show off um and what we go kind of viral really but yeah we've had a few now that have hit a couple of milli so. it's just happened like this last month we i think we started the year with forty thousand, and like you said now we're at 150 and it's crazy how big it's just gone in a in a few weeks so I guess just give us the confidence to keep doing it and keep being ourselves because that's what people want, you know, real, bit of real. Well, definitely. A lot of TikTok creators say that, like, the algorithm is really unpredictable. Has there been anything that you've made and sort of thought, like, oh, this is shit or people aren't going to like this that much and then it really blew up and really went crazy? That bring me one. I didn't think would go at all. And that's probably one of the biggest now. I'll bring me the Horizon video has more views and likes than bring me the horizons video of it so yeah that's a bit of a flag not gonna lie because <laughs> I, I think at first i just in my head i just thought because it's tiktok the, the poppier stuff will do yeah. better which is why we're doing it all these different pop songs that are trending and then uh, when we did that bring me obviously it's, it's a rock band i thought it might do all right but it's just gone mad which is again it's great to see because it shows that people still love rock music and there is a need for that and that is obviously good for us our first one that went viral as well like massively viral we was french we did the french song what was it that mile loud or whatever it's bad called. boy yeah bad boy and it's like all french and we was like all right let's just do it it's trending and yeah it got like some two point odd million now so there you go it's definitely strange up it is it's great it's like a little gold mine isn't it mm-hmm. you know there's so much fun stuff on there like war zone tips and yeah. <laughs> you know that's all mine <laughs> so what's rewarding for you is to be able to like engage your fans over tiktok at a time where you haven't been able to play live or like promote your music as much in person so how has 2020 like making music or getting really popular over lockdown how has that been for you as a band Different. Different. yeah different very yeah. different I'd say we've had to really adapt. Like last year, um, we had so much booked, so many gigs, bars and stuff. Um, and with all that just kind of disappearing, uh, you know, you have to adapt. And I think TikTok is, funnily enough, been a bit of a saving grace for us. Yeah. Because 100%. we've managed to not only just kind of crack a bit of a niche, but um, get in front of so many people that we otherwise kind of would have been able to do if we were touring. But it's this whole different audience now, um, and they're all over the world. So it's it's really, weirdly enough, 
like kind of it's gonna be not better, but it's, it's arguably it's the biggest we've grown yeah, as a band the in the last three months because of you know TikTok and social media. It's crazy. And yeah, it's good because I think we started the year when everything got cancelled. I think we're all a bit scared of what might happen. Um but here we are still breathing and it's great. So you see everything drop as well. We're friends with a couple of like bands around us and some big bands and they're even their like socials and things they're doing, they could see it constantly dropping and people dropping off. Um and that's just because people are on the phone constantly during lockdown and 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 whatever. And we were starting to see it. And I think when we turned on to the whole TikTok game and it started to get a load of traction, we're probably one of the only ones around us that are growing on a day-to-day basis in like terms of thousands of people, especially on TikTok as well. So pretty good. Yeah, definitely. And what what do you want to do in the future when things start opening up again? Like, what is the big thing that you just can't wait to get back to? Oh, weather spoons. Oh, spoons. <laughs> yeah. That's that. That's that one. What else? Oh. Just gigging. It. Yeah. It's just, it's just jumping in the back of the van and being like, hey, boys, come on, we're going. We're going here for a week. And just getting up to yeah. all sorts of hijinks. Yeah. Yeah, just meet seeing people. I think it's gonna be weird at first. I think when everyone gets back in crowds and stuff, but I reckon there's gonna be a really big energy mm. waiting. No. My friend said this in in 1970, or whatever it was. There was a big uh, virus that broke out, and then the 1920s, the Roaring Twenties, where everyone partied and went crazy. So I think that's just what's gonna happen in the 2020s. Everyone's gonna go mad. Parties everywhere, gigs, shows, mad. Yeah, no, someone was saying like everyone everyone is just gonna turn into a yes person. So I really think that's gonna be it'll be fun to start getting back out into that again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the new single is Black Soul Ceremony. And for anyone that hasn't listened to it yet, it's amazing. Definitely go listen to it. So where did that song come from and what is the story behind it? Uh me and Jackie Boy went to Barcelona and left that behind because he was a naughty boy. He, he's just been dead naughty, and we said, "You're not coming on holiday." <laughs> nah, that that isn't what happened. Zach, Zach just had commitments at home, so we had to leave him behind. I mean, anyway, we went to went to Barcelona, and we had a writing camp uh, with a guy called Brad, who we've done quite a lot of stuff with. And I don't know. How, well, it actually started with you over Zoom, didn't it? We got a riff going. Um, you came over it in about five seconds, and then. We kind of wrote half the song. We got a bit stuck, and then we had a few beers. And then played archery. Played archery in Barcelona. Came back in the studio, and the the juices started flowing. And it's kind of just about being yourself, letting all your demons out, and not being afraid of that. Not being afraid of what people think. Like don't put a don't put a shield up, and don't pretend to be someone. Just be whoever that is. Whether there is a dark side to it, let it out, and and be proud of that. Like celebrating the weird. Yeah, celebrate everything about yourself and going for it. And if you do that, you'll find your tribe and it'll be great. So that's that's kind of what it's about. Definitely. I mean, that, that went to number one in the rock charts on iTunes. So, like, that must have been crazy. What was it like when you found out that it was all the way up there? Mad. Mad this word. You say it now and it's just like, oh, because when it happens, it's great. And then the day after, it's like, oh, 
it's done now. Back to the grind. Back to the grind. So we don't like to, you know, we let ourselves celebrate for a couple of hours and then we, we're back to it, aren't we? But, you yeah. know, obviously it's a great feeling for that to happen and I guess we're just going to have to keep smashing them goals again, you know, got to keep getting up there. That's that's the plan. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us anything about what's next for the horror? So what is, what can we expect to see from you in the next few months? Million TikTok followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We kind of plan our growth now off TikTok. So we're like, right, end the next one, 200 pounds. And then when gigs open, we do our tour, we do the festivals, and then I reckon five years, arenas. Definitely, I see it. Three years. Three to five years, we'll say arenas. Five years plus, we'll say stadium. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, we'll, we'll meet up again when I'm a famous journalist and when you're doing arena tours, and that'll be it. Let's do it. That's <laughs> yeah. good. So thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. And make sure everyone to go and listen to the Hard New Single Black Soul Ceremony and follow them on TikTok and Instagram and everywhere else and find out about everything that they're doing. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Cheers. Nice one. And you know what, folks? It seems like that's that on that. Thank you so, so much to all of our guests for this week. We had Josh Taylor, Zach Breen and Jack Kennedy from The Hara. Make sure and listen to their new single, Black Soul Ceremony. And to follow them on all their social media so that you're up to date with everything that is going on with them. And thank you so, so much to Emma Walton and Lee Bell. Again, they're always amazing to have on. Thank you to Kuba and Ross who helped me with editing the show. I've been your host, Claudia Savage. And make sure to tune in next week to see what even more exciting things are happening on the trendy. Trending-